Welcome to the Hero Podcast, hosted by Victor, the Rocket Man Rancor. Here to take your HVAC business and sales to the moon. Shooting live from beautiful Southern California. The Eagle has landed. What's going on, guys? Good afternoon. Uh, this is Victor Rancor, the host of the Service Hero Podcast. And I got another exciting guest on today. This is episode number 16. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. The guest I have today is someone that's you know meant a lot to me and my business. And, and obviously he's got a wealth of knowledge. And, and this is someone that you know I definitely want to help bring into the industry and help you guys understand that he's here to help your business grow. So Tevin Jackson, he is the CEO of Stellar Service Group. Tevin, welcome to the podcast, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Victor. Thanks for having me, man. Hell yeah. You know, I like that. I like that suit, man. I don't know if I can pull it off, but I like it. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. So Tevin, uh, Stellar Service Group. Um, obviously, yeah. that's where you are now. Um, you want to give us a little backstory of, you know, what you've done, where you've been in the industry, how you kind of got to where you are now? Yeah, absolutely, man. So about 2005, 2006, I was just a little guy, like six, seven, eight years old. And my uncle was uh, working pharmaceutical sales, making like a million dollars a year selling pharmaceuticals. And Google started blowing up. And his father, my grandpa, actually owned the largest dumpster rental company in Detroit at the time. Had like 200 roll-off containers, real big shop. So my uncle had a bright idea of building a lead generation platform for dumpster rental contractors and uh, uh, powered from search engine optimization with Google. And at the time, there were not a lot of lead generation platforms like Home Advisor, Angie's List, and all those. So he was really one of the first for his niche. And fast forward a few years, Hometown Dumpster Rental was born, uh, and it uh, successfully now ranks on the first page of every city in Google uh, in America. So if you type Dumpster Rental, you're going to see my family's business on the first page of Google. So growing up, my uncle kind of looked at me as like a like a young prodigy in a way. He wanted to dump as much wealth and, and knowledge into me as possible so in the future I can you know, be uh, independent. A lot of my, uh, men in my family are entrepreneurs. So around freshman year of high school, I ended up being really good at search engine optimization. So I was ranking dentists and doctors on the first page of Google. And I very, real, I very early realized that that's my calling. So I think my freshman year of high school, I made like $70,000. And you know, by the, by the time I was done with high school, I'd already made you know close to half a million dollars personal. And you know, when you're young, you blow all that money, right? Oh yeah. I Amen. was yeah, I was generating rhinoplasties, you know, for plastic surgeons. I was generating braces, wisdom extractions, all that. And if you've watched the movie American Pie, that's actually based off of my high school. So the founder of American Pie went to my high school, East Grand Rapids, Michigan. And, uh, you know, a lot of my friends' parents were affluent. So I was making a lot of money in high school, just helping, you know, contacts that I knew in the area in Grand Rapids. But I couldn't really pull it all together, you know, as far as the business level. So as I got older, I started, you know, networking with additional mentors. And, you know, I realized that I got to get out of Michigan. So my senior year of high school, my mother actually passed away. So. My mother, single parent, uh, the sister to my to my uncle who taught me all this stuff, she passed away suddenly. And I kind of just had like a self-actualization moment. I stopped all the partying. I stopped hanging out with a lot of my friends. And uh, because they were all, you know, 
filthy rich. Their parents are filthy rich. My external family's filthy rich, but not my internal family, right? So it inspired me. So I went on Craigslist and I found this guy looking for a search engine optimizer. And his name was Frank Gay, which I didn't know Frank Gay was the largest plumber in Florida. I had no idea. And he was looking for an SEO. And I've always dressed this way. I've always took good care of myself. So when I hopped on webcam, Frank Gay immediately hired me just based off the way I carry myself. So he flew me down to Florida, took care of me. And uh, I ended up doing really well for myself. How old are you at that point? Uh, 18 years old. So 18 years old, you know, obviously you've already been running SEO for all the big companies. And, and now the biggest plumbing company in Florida decides that you're the one they want to attach themselves to. Right. So he, he brought me down to Florida, marketing manager position. And I ended up doing a lot for the company. You know, he told me I was a walking dollar sign. Uh, he was mainly the guy doing billboards, television commercials, just dumping all that stuff into uh, traditional forms of marketing. And I came in and I said, dude, you don't rank anywhere on Google. You're doing 14, 15 million a year. You're nowhere on Google. So we took him from 14 million to 30 million dollars. And uh, he sold his company after 44 years. And then I went to another company, uh, helped them get to 100 million dollars a year, a national company. And uh, during this period of time of, of growth, I started to see different pain points that these CEOs go through, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm the CEO's right hand man. You know, I'm a software developer, uh, API integrator, SEO, lead generator. You know, if they can say it, I can bring it to life. Right. So a lot of these CEOs, they have these KPIs and these these metrics that they have in their brain, but they don't know how to bring it to life. So I helped them do that. And I started to realize that, yeah, I can keep getting these 10, 15 percent pay raises every time these companies get acquired. And then I go and work for another company until they get acquired. It's just a constant uh, you know, cycle. You yeah. know, I don't I don't control my destiny. And during this period, I was networking with so many other CEOs, which is a blessing in itself, you know, because your network is your net worth. So during this period, they're all like, look, you know, if you ever become available, move to Arizona, move to Texas, move to California. I'm like, I'm not moving anywhere. You know? <laughs> and I had a I had I had a moment of reflection. I said, you know, why don't I just go out and commercialize everything that I'm doing for these companies and help hundreds of companies? Yeah. And that's where Stellar Service was born. You know, when I resigned from the hundred million dollar company, uh, I had their blessings. You know, I'm still friends with them. Uh, I'll probably they'll probably end up being my clients eventually. Uh, but that's where Stellar was born. And honestly, it's been a hell of a ride up until this point. Uh, we're still scaling. I'm you know, I'm still trying to perfect the, uh, the, 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 the team. Right. But the results speak for themselves, man. Uh, we provide a very simple product. You know, you don't want to overcomplicate things. You just want to be the best at that simple product that you offer. Uh, and I, I truly think that. You know, with the products that we offer, I think we're the best just because I know the industry better than anyone that offers this service. Right. Because I've, I've, I've grown companies from 50 to 100, from 15 to 30 and, and everywhere in between. So I, I know those pain points that these CEOs deal with every single day, like book call capacity. Right. Conversion rate, maintenance, turnover, all of these things I understand. So. Um, I appreciate you having me on here, telling my story. That's actually my first time ever telling my story. A lot yeah. of people have heard it uh, in person, but I've never actually had it recorded. So I appreciate
appreciate you having me on, man. Yeah, man. And I'm excited. And I think, you know, obviously we're both young entrepreneurs. We're both CEOs of our businesses and, and, and we both have, I think the, I think obviously talking to you a lot, we both have this, uh, we're like a shiny object, a shiny, shiny object syndrome because we're so talented in a lot of different where areas and, and I am, you are, you know, and there's a bunch of other people I know that are super talented. And I think, you know, we've had a conversation the other day. It's like, Hey, let's focus on this thing, man. Let's focus. Because oh, I, sure. you know, and I, you know, I even made a post after having a conversation with you. I was like, man, you have, you have an idea here. You have a business here. That's just, it's, it's no one's going to be able to catch you if you focused on it. Right. And you, and you tighten it down. You just made this thing. It, it's something that's, unpenetrable right like hey i have this process so dialed in that no one's going to be able to not only they're going to come they're going to try to come and knock me off but try to make something better it's not going to happen and i think that's you know that's one of the hard parts of being being young entrepreneurs is that we we just see so much opportunity in everything because once you see the deficiencies in one thing you start seeing deficiencies in everything you look at like dude i can make that better tomorrow but that's the problem is we'll spread ourselves thin and then we can't we can't make what we're already really good at in a fucking great right so i'm reading a book right now called from good to great and i think that's one of the that's one of the key things in this book is just like you know being able to focus on what you'll figure out what it is right like uh, i got a mentor of mine judge and judge likes us you know always say you know a niche will get you rich right and you know you can go mess around do all these other things but i feel like what you've back yourself into and what you position yourself into right now that if if tevin if you were to say hey look over the next five years this is all i do dude you're gonna make yourself such a such a wealthy man and, and it's pretty exciting and, and a lot of people are probably watching the podcast right now and they're probably wondering well what the hell does tevin do <laughs> right what what does tevin do what is stellar what is stellar service group and you want to kind of you want to kind of explain what it is and i'll kind of explain yeah, on, absolutely, honestly, absolutely. how we met each other and, and and how i've integrated with with my businesses not only my my own personal and absolute but na nationwide with a bunch of other partners oh man you've sent a bunch of your partners over to me man <laughs> yeah i know appreciate that so yeah what we do uh it's actually a, a few things so the main thing that we do is we forecast your book call capacities for the year Right. So if you ever get acquired, one of the questions they're going to ask you is what percentage of your customer base have you seen in the last 18 months? And most companies, they don't have that answer offhand. And when they pull the number, it's not a number that they like. Like for Frank Gay, for example, he had 100,000 customers in his database, but only 10,000 of them were active. If he would have got 50,000 of those 100,000 active, he would have probably sold for $100 million versus the 30 million that he sold for. So what we do is we engage your existing customer base uh, better than anyone. And we, 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 we get you back out to that house. Um, but we don't just load your board, right? We want to have some kind of scalability and visibility into your capacity. So we program a capacity sheet based on, you know, your dispatch requirements. So if you can handle, you know, uh, 500 calls a month, a big company, then we're going to program that into the sheet. So that's our KPI goal that we're going to hit and we don't exceed it. I wanted to say thank you guys so much for tuning into the Hero Podcast. Right now, we have a big announcement. Tickets to the Service Hero 10X events are officially on sale. You won't want to miss the event of the year, and we expect this thing to be sold out fast. So right now, general admission is only $14.95 and VIP is only $24.95. VIP includes one-on-one -on -one with all speakers and access to our amazing after parties. So if I was you, I'd rush to go get your tickets right away. You can reach me or DM me today and get your tickets to get you signed up. And we cannot wait to see you in Las Vegas. Uh, based on different timeframes.
right? And your dispatch team, they see that, they can add to it, and uh, it gives you a little more organization in that regard. It makes the CEO's job a lot easier because he can click, quickly open a Google sheet and see that he's booked up for the next few weeks, which, you know, from a business owner perspective, that's huge. And even during the shoulder season, when you're running 30, 40 percent capacity because the demand is just not there, what are you going to do? You hired all these techs during the summer, shoulder season rolls around. You got to keep them busy. Otherwise, they're going to go find someone else. Well, you have to engage your customer base. And what I've found over the years, spending millions of dollars in pay-per-click, millions of dollars in pay-per-click, the return on ad spend during the shoulder season is like 2x. Yes. And any business owner will tell you it has to be 7x or more for it to be a sustainable marketing store. So 2x, it's just not cutting it. So what we no. find is shoulder season, 80% of your calls should come from your existing customer base. Now, if you're a one-year-old business, focus on building your customer base. But if you've been around a couple of years and you have at least 2,000 customers in your database, 80% of your calls during the shoulder season should come off of that database because well, the ad spend is just not there for the demand. Well, a lot of guys, you know, obviously this time of year and, and I'm in all the different Facebook groups and I'm seeing everybody saying the same thing like, oh, I'm having a rough February. I'm having a rough January. I can't get calls on the board. Customers aren't wanting us in the house. And I'm sitting there and just thinking like, no, it's it's because you're waiting, right? Like if it's like uh, it's like anything else, right? If you wait for it to come, if you wait for it to come to you, it's never going to come. But if you go out and get that shit, you go out and, and be proactive about it and be instead of reactive, then you are going to have the opportunity, right? So like, you know, for me, we're trying to do, you know, we've we had this conversation is, you know, doing our capacity planning for March, right? Like, hey, look, there's how many calls we need to get on the board. Right. Well, I, if I was to try to get that many calls on the board, I would have to go to Google and all this stuff. And I'd have to spend a hundred thousand dollars or whatever to get that many calls. Well, when, why would I spend a hundred thousand dollars on, on that many calls through Google, which, you know, the, the numbers tell me that I'm going to get a two X return at that, at that point, we're just breaking even when I have a database of, you know, 10, 15,000 customers in my, in my system that have already done business with us. They've already liked us. They've already, they've already found us on Google at some point in the past. or they found us somewhere where they, they feel comfortable doing business with us. Why aren't we re-engaging with those people and not just re-engaging, but filling our freaking board. Right. So I don't know about you and anybody else that's out here listening, but I don't make any money unless my guys are in front of humans that want to buy a product. Okay, so I would rather my guys be in front of, of, of two, three houses a day. My odds of success are going to be increased. You know, this is one of the conversations I had, Tevin, is, is how both of us, what we do intermingles very, 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 you know, well. Because I go from, I teach people how to take tune-ups and turn them into $20,000 systems. You take guys that don't, the customers that were never going to be on the board and put them on the board for the guys that go out there and close those tune-ups. So, yeah, it was great. Kind of, we screen it too. We screen the heck out of these leads. That way your dispatch team can go crazy on the, the 10 plus year old units. You know, the biggest misconception is, you know, demand calls only come from, uh, you know, inbound calls. And that's so wrong. You know, you have 10 plus year old units sitting in your database. It's just, they're either not using their system or it's working all right, but there could be a leak on the coil. They just don't know about it. There could be growth on the blower motor. They just don't know about it. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a true believer in only running pay-per-click during the summer, you know, uh, different forms of pay-per-click, obviously LSA and things like that. You can run year round, but you should not be spending any more than 20 percent of your bookings uh, on paid marketing during the shoulder season. 80 percent should come off your existing base. So, yeah, we build those KPI sheets. We give the companies the visibility and then we go out and we fill those board, uh, fill the board 
for these companies. But you know that, that that's just one phase of it. We also show you the results. We also show you what percentage of your customer base are now active, right? So if you yeah. do plan on getting acquired, that's the proof for these hedge funds, right? They can see, okay, Stellar Service Group took me from 10% active to 50% active in my base. You're going to get a heck of a lot more money from a hedge fund if you have 50% of your base is active in the last 18 months, right? So we prove the model for uh, for acquisitions. Well, the, also the other thing you look at it, and I look at it as a business perspective is like, okay, cool. Now, while everybody else is fucking drowning and floundering, I'm hiring right now. So I'm hiring and not only am I hiring and they're not just sitting around, they got calls to run all day. We have money to make. So you know, right. we, wrapped up, we wrapped up February and last year in February, all I did was spend a bunch of fucking money on marketing and hopefully right. and, and convert. Well, guess what? Last February, I lost hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? Mm. Well, this February, we just wrapped up. We we did more revenue. We did just almost as much revenue as last year, but we profited a couple hundred thousand dollars in February while everybody else is sitting around. All at the same time, I'm hiring people because I know I'm going to have the calls now because I have my regular marketing. Plus, I have, you know, obviously the outbound marketing. So I know I'm going to have calls. Now I can go recruit the best guys because the other guys are sitting around. They got no calls. Now they're coming to work for me. I got calls. I'm making money in shoulder season. I'm making more money in shoulder season than most people make in summer. Now I'm going to roll into summer. I was able to scale my business up, get the people I need, put them in place. And now they're now when I go into summer, I can just do that same thing. So now in summertime, I got more employees. And what happens with more employees, Devin, is you get to run more calls. If I run more calls, oh, yeah. what happens in October Okay, now I added another a couple hundred more customers or a thousand more customers in my database going into off season. Now comes shoulder season in October when everyone else slows down. My schedule is completely full with 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 uh, with customers. Now my guys have calls to run all winter or all shoulder season. Now right. I'm scaling, now I'm scaling year round rather than most guys can only scale in the summer because they don't have the call capacity. If that makes sense, right? Hundred percent. And even if I put five hundred calls on your board in February, and only a hundred of them converted into a deal. The point is staying top of mind. When you look at lifetime value, most customer, most company CEOs, they don't even know what LTV stands for. But if you look at some of these older traditional CEOs, they know what LTV stands for and they have a number typically with what it is. So let's just say it's $20,000. Okay. HVAC 20 grand, the LTV, which is a little high, but we'll just say it's 20 grand. It's just the, just staying top of mind and putting your vehicle in their driveway is worth it. So you don't lose that customer. Even if you go out there and you're not able to get a deal out of them, it's the fact that you're staying top of mind. So when that uh, repair does pop up, they're going to call you because you're reaching out to them every month, reminding them of the brand. And that's what we do. We reach out to everyone in your database and stay top of mind every single month. Otherwise, they will end up calling another guy that pinged them during the week. So that's important is staying top of mind and getting the brand recognition. It's huge. So every show season, even the people that you were out there last shoulder season and you didn't convert on them, they're still going to have you back over. And maybe now you can convert something. Up. Well, well, I look at it like, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I'll do that in shoulder season, but I'm not going to do that in demand season. And I'm like, fuck right. that. I'm going to do it year round. And I'm going right. because guess what? In demand season, now I'm going to add even more people. And now I'm going to have just a, like the amount of clients I can attract is like, if I go into summertime, I'm going to have demand calls, but if I have another 10 employees, you know, I can get the demand, but I'm also going to mix in the tune-ups as well. So now I'm able to groom new guys in the summertime, new technicians, roll them into next year. So it's a, it's a, it's a snowball effect, right? Like if I got the calls, right. I'm going to get the best employees. The best employees want to go where there's money to be made and there's calls, right? Okay. My company has more calls right. than everybody else. You're going to come, you're going to want to come work for me. 
And I'm looking at it as as is almost a it's almost an unfair advantage to my competitors around here because right. I every day I'm like, hey, you guys have do you guys have work? I'm like, yeah, I got calls all day. Would like you you looking right. for a job? And I got I got a truck ready for you, and I'll and I'll send someone over to pick you up, and you can drop off your other truck right now. Like that's the conversation I'm having right now, is I'm recruiting while everybody else is kind of holding their little tight buttholes. You know what I mean? They're they're freaking right. holding on, they're holding on and, and waiting till summer, and by that time they're already, it's already going to be too late. I'm already going to be I'm already going to be so far ahead of them that I'm just going to keep snowballing it, snowballing, it, snowballing. So I mean I know personally it's been massive for me. Um, you know, and I didn't I I didn't know what I didn't know, right? So. You know, I obviously I've seen you in some of the groups and stuff like that. I didn't really know what you did, right? Per se, I knew you did marketing, but I didn't I don't really know. Know. you don't want to know anybody know what you do. Not not in the beginning, man. I was uh, trying to keep a low profile until the time was right. You know what I mean? So let's let's kind of get the the makeup of Stellar Service Group. So what what what's the makeup? Of it? How many employees do you have? Yeah, so most scale? of my employees come from home service companies. So that's one competitive advantage I have is most of them come from home service companies. So they know that they know the industry terms. That's why I'm able to pack these uh, companies boards. I don't outsource to the Philippines overseas. That's not my business model. I pay a premium to my employees, but they also pr uh, provide the results for our clients. And it's a mutually beneficial partnership in that regard. Uh, on the back side of Stellar, you're absolutely right. You know, it's not a seasonal business, you know. It's really only a seasonal business if they're going to use us, if they're a tiny company. I've only worked for mega companies, and I promise you during the summer, they are not 100% capacity. I don't care if it's 100 degrees outside. They're not 100% capacity. Okay. So these big companies are typically running at max 70% capacity. The problem is these CEOs have no idea what their capacity numbers are. Okay. They're just shooting from the hip. So what we do is we build these capacity sheets. And we and when we pull the data from their dispatch software automatically. So all they have to do is click refresh and boom, it tells them what their booked call capacity is for the day, for the week, for the month, for the year, for the prior month. And uh, this is very important visibility. So if you're in the middle of the summer and it's overcast out and you're running 50 percent capacity, I promise your team is going to be pretty irritated with you. So with us, you just simply reach out to us and we'll fill that board within the matter of hours. So it's having that kind of. Well, I, I think, you know, me and you have, I mean, obviously, you know, you have a lot of clients, you know, nationwide and stuff, and and you're very responsive. I think mean, that's one of the important things too. And then and I'll text Tevin at, you know, 10 o'clock at 10 o'clock at night, my time, like, hey, bro, I ain't got any fucking calls on the board tomorrow. And if I don't got any calls on the board and I'm coming for you, no, I'm just kidding. But, I, but <laughs> no, you know, that's, that's, a, that's, that's the conversation. It's like, hey, I, you know, I can go normally it used to be like, Hey, let me call my PPC guy and tell him to turn up my PPC and go spend, oh, man. Go spend another $20,000. Now I'm like, Hey, Tevin, I need 30 calls on the board tomorrow. Can you get 30 calls? Like, yeah, I'll have 30 calls by 11 AM. You'll have 30 calls for tomorrow. And right. that's, that's the ability that, that he has to be able to take that and how he has it built out. So it's one of those things that's like, Oh, what, how is he doing? And how is he booking it? And it's like, well, you want to kind of explain like, obviously the, the process behind it, how are you communicating? Yeah, with yeah, 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 yeah. And there's, you know, there we have some proprietary stuff, but at the core product, we keep it stupid simple. And, you know, a lot of our competitors, they, they try to make these fancy uh, API integrators. I mean, let's be honest, Service Titan, they're a unicorn. If you're on Service Titan, they want you using Service Titan to book. So our agents are fully certified on every dispatch software you can imagine. And we treat it as if we're an extension right there in your office. We book directly into your system. We just don't dispatch. 
right? We leave that to the dispatchers. You want your dispatchers dispatching text for the call by call so you can capitalize on these maintenance calls. Because let's be honest, I can go out and put 100 calls on your board, but if you don't know how to convert them, there's no point in me even putting the calls on your board. So, you know, we screen our clients to make sure they're a good fit. I don't want a company coming on board if they don't understand how to convert on a complimentary inspection or on a $59 tune-up or a $100 tune-up. You know, if you don't know how to convert on that from a call-by-call -call level, there's no point in me even putting more calls on your board. They need to go and, you know, reach well, out. To that, that, well, that's like any like anybody, right? Like, you know, obviously owning a marketing company over the last couple of years is like people are like, well, I can't convert the lead. I'm like, okay, well, you you have a you have a human, you have a human, right? that reached out to you for a service. They want to buy something. So you got a human that wants to buy something. So is that a lead problem or is that a, is that a process problem, right? Like how do you, what kind of processes do you have within your business right. to, be able to convert those? And like, for me, you know, I have a call by call manager in place. So like my call by call manager, you know, is very is detailed to exactly what he needs to do. And that call by call manager, I think is one of the most important positions because I can send a drunk, I can send a drunken monkey out there as a technician and my call by call manager is going to help him pick up that money, right? Exactly. Where where most business owners are like, well, I got a technician. I sent him out there. He came back with nothing. I'm like, okay, what happened on the call? Well, I don't know. I just know that lead sucked and he couldn't convert it. No, well, I think that there's 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 something there, right? And there's there's you know, and I think that's one of the things like I as obviously as a hero network, like our goal is to build out these processes for these people. So we're helping them like, hey, this right. is a this is how we run a tune up. This is how we run a repair call. This is how we run an estimate. And if they if they waver from this, you need to reprimand them. And someone has to be monitoring it 24 hours, like every single day. Every call should be monitored. Every call you have to look at it like the LTV, like you said. An LTV for my customers is like 40,000 plus because a system in California is 20 grand. Then I got ductwork. I got attic insulation. I got water heaters. I got water filtration systems. I have air purification. Like there's so many things that are added into that LTV that you don't realize it and how much opportunity you're lost because you don't have anybody monitoring it. You're just hoping and praying that the technician that you half-assed trained, like you probably just got him from another company. He says, I know how to run HVAC calls. Next week, he's running calls for you, has zero process in place. And all of a sudden, you put him on a free tune-up or a $59 tune-up. He doesn't know how to convert a tune-up. So he just thinks, oh, I'm running another fucking tune-up. My guys fight over tune-ups. Like if they get a 10-year-old tune-up, they're like, hey, I'm going to go make some fucking money. And yeah, a lot of guys just don't have that mentality. So what do you do you know when you speak to a company like that you know what's that what's that conversation like where they're like well i'm I, i'm running i got a, I got a full schedule but my guys can't convert them like what do you do i refer them to you man i don't even sign them up don't even sign them up so you know so i'll be honest because if you're currently in business right now and you're not doing and you're in the hvac space if you're a plumber i get it look i come from a plumbing company the plumbing company that i came from the plumbing division is what paid for the HVAC division during the shoulder season. They didn't make any money during the shoulder season. Yeah. Frank was set in his ways. That's why when he sold to Alpine Investors out of San Francisco, they came in, stripped out uh, Field Edge ESC, put in Service Titan, invested all this money into management teams, and now they have call-by-call -call procedures. And they're doing uh, more profit with like eight, seven, eight to nine million dollars less in revenue. Okay. Well you could do more with less when you have a call by call manager. It's very crucial that you have a call by call manager, everybody. Otherwise, there's no point even reaching out to us because if you're not capitalizing on every call and demanding that information out of your texts, you're leaving money on the table, period. And, and, and I, I way of doing business. A lot of people are like, I don't want to do that. It's different. You're, my, my texts are going to be mad at it. Those aren't the right texts for you then. 
Well, we're in the business of making money. And Tevin, when you, when you put it that way, it circles back to me last year, right? So last year, this time of year, I had 90 something employees in March of last year, right? I had 90, 90 something employees. I had multiple locations. I was spending a hundred thousand plus a month on marketing. Okay. I was dumping money into marketing and there was nobody, I had nobody in place to figure out if, if we were spending the money, right. First off, were we getting Were we getting enough leads in from the money? There's no one tracking it. Then there was no one making sure that my guys are following a process on a call. There was none of that stuff in place. And I'm just like, I look now and I'm like, okay, a year ago, if I would have known, if I would have known then what I know now, I, I would probably already have a $60 million business. But I had to I had to learn the hard way by by just saying, okay, just keep throwing more money at it. Well, you can't throw more money at it because I, I there was a thing that Tommy Mello said, right? Uh, and I and I I did it the opposite. I scaled it before I nailed it. But he said, you gotta nail it before you scale it, right? You gotta nail down the process, you gotta nail down the procedures and all that stuff. And then you put the gas on the fire, right? But I did the opposite. I throw the gas on the fire. I'm just gonna keep throwing money out for marketing because it's gonna keep bringing your money back. But all I was doing was washing money. I was washing money. I, I, you know, I put out a hundred thousand, I make a hundred thousand, you know, it was just back and forth, back and forth because there was no process in place to make sure that I was uh, capitalizing on every single call and every single opportunity. Well, now my guys don't run a fucking call without a goddamn explanation on why, what happened on that call, why they didn't convert it. And then guess what? Someone's still calling that customer and still trying to sell that shit after it's done. Like we're trying to pick up every dollar before it was like, Oh, my guys would say, Oh, the call sucked. And I'd say, okay, cool. I'm too busy anyway. So they got a hundred fucking employees running around making me no money. Oh, yeah. And don't get me wrong. Rehashing open estimates. I have that in my back pocket. I'm simply the best at that. But it's a two pronged system. If you're currently running 40, 50 percent book call capacity, you should be worried about fixing that first. Otherwise, you're going to have upset uh, technicians right? Yeah. And, and an upset dispatch team. But once you're running 100 percent capacity every day or at least 90 percent capacity or even 80 percent capacity. Right. Now you have a happy team. You have a happy culture. Now we can start focusing on your open estimates. But, you know, there's no point. We have companies call us all the time and say, hey, we want you to, to uh, engage our open estimates. And I have no problem doing that. We have a whole division for that. But we're only doing that right now for some of our bigger accounts that we're actually uh, booking our, our, our filling their boards up and they're converting at it at high levels. Now we're going back to estimates from a year ago. Uh, two years ago and even three years ago and getting them rescheduled. It's amazing how many people never went forward with a repair a year or two later. Well, it's crazy. I mean, I think on the repair side, a lot of guys, they, they might focus on rehashing estimates, right? On, on new system replacement. But I have a, like my call by call manager, part of, his job, part of his job is rehashing everything, repairs, air scrubbers, fucking water heaters, whatever, anything we quoted, we didn't sell is a rehash opportunity because I don't know about you, but every thousand dollars to me matters. I like money. Every dollar matters, man. Every every dollar matters, but like that's the the magnitude. We're leaving a thousand dollars on the table every time we leave a call because realistically, every customer should spend a thousand dollars if we're there. Like that's what it's going right. to almost cost us, right? Like that's where we make money at. So right. you know, how do we do that? So I think that's one of the things you know. Before you reach out to Tevin, I mean, Tevin, no matter what, you need to reach out to the guy. The guy's going to fill your board. It's it's a no brainer. The price is a no brainer. You're paying for booked appointments. You're not paying for leads. So I don't know if you guys ever paid for leads through Google or paid through leads through Facebook. Facebook, all of a sudden, I oh, I got a lead for twenty bucks, but I fucking booked it for one hundred eighty dollars because I can't book the twenty dollars <laughs> fucking leads. And a lot of guys they get they get so so they're they get so excited about leads. This company's yeah. bringing me leads. Okay, how many of those fucking things were booked, and how, what do they turn into? Right? Because I don't care fuck how many leads I have, but if the That's right. if the appointment's not booked, it doesn't matter. So dealing with Tevin, 
I don't pay unless we fucking go to that call. Like if they, if they don't book the call, we don't run it, then I don't pay for it. And that's a powerful thing. And that's the kind of business that he operates on because he knows yep. he's booking them to actually get those, get you in front of those customers. So now he's taking a customer that you had, you would have never even saw. He, like, I, I think we, we, I laughed about it because one of my partners in Arizona, he said, I, I introduced him to Tevin. So he said, okay, whatever. We'll see what this guy can do. He gave Tevin fucking leads he haven't been to in five years. He said, here's the dog shit. We haven't seen these people in five years. And, and he calls me. He's like, dude. Dude, what, what the fuck is up with this guy? Dude, he literally just took my five-year-old leads, customers we haven't seen in five fucking years and just filled my entire board. Yeah. And and that's the that's wow. like, holy shit, because we don't think about that. Like, as a business owner, we're like, I'm not going to call us. You want to see him in five years? I'm going to call someone I haven't, I've seen in the last 12 months that did some repairs, right, or whatever it is. And he took five-year-old leads that were stale. They probably don't even fucking remember the name of the company. They don't. And, and filled up the entire board. And They I don't that, remember the company. So I circle back to my 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 buddies out in in Georgia, right? So the G brothers, right? So the G brothers, if you talk to them, they're like the first thing they say is like Stellar is my man, like Tevin's my man, because they went from they're normally their January and February, they're running no calls, they're just begging and hoping. Well, they just they just finished a twenty six percent net month in February, and they sold hundreds of thousands of dollars off of your off your outbound system. Oh yeah. Now they're having I get their I get a report every morning of how many booked appointments they have. And I'm like, dude, Tevin, I want as many as they got. These guys are getting 30, 40, 50 booked appointments a day, and it's February, and, and they're converting them. They're selling hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'm like, where? I, I text them, like, where's all the sales coming from? Like, well, from Stellar, from Stellar, from Stellar. And I'm like, holy shit. Dig deeper so, into that. If you dig deeper into that, though, the, the two young brothers, and I say young, but they're they're older than me uh, by, by a few years, they follow systems better yeah. than any I've seen. Like they, they, they follow systems and their whole team follows the systems. There's not a weak link on the team that uh, tries to, you know, tell everyone that they know it better. Right. You know, that is going to be a poison for your team. If you have someone that is bucking against the new process that you're trying to roll well, out, that's the like call process is going against the grain for most of these HVAC companies. It's not typical for them. So you have to be open to it and it'll change your business. Just look at the G brothers. They're, they're they're they're, sell, they're doing 50 60 70 thousand dollar days off of complimentary turnovers and they're not the only client no you know i have a lot of clients that say oh well you know their base is older all right well i can show you a company that started two years ago and they're doing the same thing but they're my, following this process my, my customer my customer obviously my base isn't big i'm a three-year-old business right i'm a three-year-old i'm a large business but i'm three years old i didn't i didn't start to like i didn't buy a database i didn't do any of that i, I started everything from scratch right so my, my customer list isn't very old. So a lot of that stuff is kind of excuses, but the circle back on the G brothers, right? So I partnered with them, you know, me and Bill part, uh, me and Bill Pulte partnered with them. in uh, I want to say it was like July or August of last year. Right. And they were more, they were just trying to get a transition into residential. They were mostly commercial. Uh, they did a bunch of, you know, a bunch of, they did whatever. Right. And day one, I was like, we almost didn't partner with them. I was like, nah, you know what? You guys have too much exposure into, into commercial and blah, blah, blah. And I ended up talking, I talked cause I like the brothers. Like I love the dudes. Like these are the fuck, these are my dudes. Like these guys, these guys are down to do whatever the hell that needs to be done. So I, I remember having a conversation with Bill. I'm like, come on, dude, we got it. Like, this is a company like these guys, like I can get these guys to do what needs to be do to, done to be successful. So we end up doing the deal and these guys, everything in that I, like there's, there's certain guys I give you, I give them information. They never use it. Or I give a guy an information. He'll use it six months from now. Or there's a guys that like these fuckers, I give them information at 7 a.m. this morning. 
by 10 a.m. it's written into their processes and by 11 a.m. their guys are fucking making money off of it and i'm like holy shit and some of these guys like they want to fight it and whatever like these guys have no they they're the most humble brothers they're like tell me what to do vic and i'll make it happen and they go do it like hey vic we just made an extra couple hundred thousand this month because because we did what you told us to do and i'm like holy shit like this is awesome and and it's not very often that you're going to get someone like that and but that's that's the power of having the process in place that's the power of learning how to run a proper call how to how to obviously not even just run a proper call but also to how to how to bring a customer experience. So like a lot of people ask like, Vic, what is the difference between your training and everybody else's is I teach these guys how to bring a fucking experience. These customers have never had, and I'm going to teach it in a methodical way that any, any monkey off the street can do it. So like, that's why we're able, I'm able to take guys that were, you know, I have three new employees, three new employees that were, I met them at a bar, one at a restaurant and one at some other random spot. And they, they got hired. And within the first month they're doing a hundred thousand dollars of revenue. And people are like, how do you make that happen? Well, you find good guys that are down to follow the process and then you hold their ass, they hold their feet to the fire that they're following the process through the call by call management system. So oh, 100 percent, man, 100 percent. And, and Jeff this- just told me the same thing out in Utah, Jeff Packer with One Stop Utah. He says, I took a furniture salesman and the guy's going to be a five million dollar guy. I mean, hey, you want to look for uh, customer service more than anything. Hospitality is a good industry to find people from. I know a lot of guys that come from that industry and they're crushing it now. You know what you got to find is a guy that was doing oil changes in Cleveland, and that guy is hungry. No, that was me. <laughs> but <laughs> what you were saying earlier regarding uh, wasted leads and Facebooks, and you're getting you, you get a lead for twenty, but then you look at the booked uh, value and it's over you know two hundred dollars. Some of these companies. So I actually developed, and it integrates directly into our team, uh, an instant calling tool for Home Advisor, Facebook, you name it. So within a millisecond of that lead hitting my server, it's already initiated a phone call. And if they don't answer, we text it and and we're calling them back in five minutes. And we engage them until they answer and we get a disposition on them. We don't have wasted leads. It's unbelievable. People are spending thousands on Facebook and booking 10% of them when they really look at the numbers. They should be booking 60, 70, 80% lifetime. Same with HomeAdvisor. People think, oh, I'm going to hire up an employee and they're going to just be on home advisor all day long and wait for a lead to come in. But what you don't realize is you're fighting artificial intelligence. There are API integrations. I've developed one that can call home advisor leads within a millisecond of that lead coming in. No human could be faster than software. So even if you don't have a big customer base and you're spending all of this money on paid advertising, and, and you're using traditional ways of calling these people, like having a human manually dial it. You're you're already late to the game. You're never going to get well, the ROI. That, well, that, that also that also speaks back to the to the human element and the training element, right? So you know, somebody watching this and say, I have someone that fucking calls all my leads, and they're the best at booking outbounds, right? Like, no, shut, they're not. No, they're not. So like, you take that same your same call center rep who's trained to answer phones, and now guess what? Now you say, hey, outbound somebody. What does their demeanor go to? Ugh, outbound you want me to outbound today i have so much else going on i'll get to it when i can and right. when they get to it when they can is what they mean is they're not going to do it and if they do do it and i've, I've caught i've caught up i made 100 calls today well listen your calls rang two times and you hung up you didn't even let the motherfucker answer the phone so i know you might be you might be saying you're dialing you might have been pushing the numbers but you didn't even stay on the phone long enough to answer because you feel awkward having a conversation with customers so right. to, to say that i, I don't want to get and I don't want to get too into the proprietary of how we do it, but I could tell you my agents never hear a ring. 
they only hear someone talking. So I take an agent that can manually dial 100 people and make them 10 times more efficient. So even if you, I, I have companies all the time that call me and say they have a division currently doing it. Okay. Well, immediately you're going to save money using my team. So, you, you know, you're going to get better results. It's going to come at a lower price than having salaried employees doing it. And you're going to get a higher ROI because we do it all day long. We're not, oh, we're doing this. We're doing that. We're doing no. this. And, that. and then you, at the end of the day, you get 10% of what they well, should have. The second, I, the second I hired you, Tevin, it changed, it changed my business. I, so there's a lot of people in these groups exactly. that want, I want, I got fucking 300 employees. And I'm like, dude, how can I do this everything with no employees? Well, not no employees, but how do I do it with the least amount of office staff possible? Right. How do right. I get my overhead? Because I want it. I want my EBITDA as high as freaking possible. Like that's my goal. Right. Okay, well, now that I've eliminated the outbounding thing, well, now my, my, my CSRs, all they focus on is, is inbound all day. Well, I don't need as many of them. But the other thing that happened is that they're happier. Like they're not, they don't, like these people that they're low, they're usually low paid individuals that want nothing to do with outbounding. They just want to sit there and collect their fucking check and answer the phones when they come in. Well, now all of a sudden my, my CSRs are in a better space. They're happier. They don't have to deal with, they're not, they're not outbounding. They're not going through call lists and trying to figure out who to call and all this stuff. And now all they do is focus on the customer experience. And I right. found that that's changed the, the mindset within my business. We don't worry about outbound anymore. Guess what? Our board's going to be filled. All we're worried about now is when the calls do come in, that we're making sure we're booking them and moving other calls around to, to accommodate for a demand call, right? So like if I got a full schedule of tune-ups, well, we got to score this thing. Like, hey, I got a 10-year-old tune-up or I got a 20-year-old diagnostic. Okay, well, let's move something, right? That's all right. they're doing all day is making sure that we're obviously making sure that we're getting to the right customers. They're not worried about outbounding. And I'm telling you, the, the demeanor that will change within your business and the amount of human capital that you're going to need for your business changes dramatically. So yeah. you, know, you might be paying money to Tevin, but you're saving money because now you're not, first off, you're not having extra employees that are wasting time. Second, you're also, um, you have a far, far more successful person doing it. So you're not waiting around hoping and praying they're going to do it because now your business, your, your employees, your service field employees, depend on these people making these calls and they're not even making the calls. Right. So there's a lot of things that, that kind of add up. That kind of add up. And at the end of the day, I'm not paying, I'm not paying their medical benefits. I'm not paying their their workers comp. I'm not paying their uh retirement stuff. There's a lot of things that go into it that you're 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 eliminating yes. completely. And yes. now that's all going back into profit. So it's, yes, it's been massive, been massive for me. And I don't care anybody that's they got a business nationwide an HVAC business. If you guys haven't talk to Tevin or hire Tevin, you're, you're kind of out of your mind because he's going to change the way you do business. But be like he said, you have to be prepared for it. So when I, when all of a sudden he puts 50 calls on your board this week, because I, that's what's happened. I've sent you guys and they're like, dude, he put a hundred calls on my board. I can't, I can't do all that. That's a hundred calls. I'm like, Oh, Even that's, if that's their capacity, that's their capacity. They're like, dude, I'm like, that's called a first world problem, brother. You give me, you give me more calls than I need. Fuck yeah. Let's go. I'll hire some more people. Like I'll figure that out. Or right. even if, or even if that is their capacity, but they run ten of them and get zero dollar tickets, and if they don't have that system in place, then they'll get down on themselves and say, "What's the point of us running those other 90? And and what I find is the companies that have those systems in place, they're like, "Okay, on to the next call," because it's one step closer to a yes, right? Because you're going to yeah. use the same process on every single call, every single call, nothing changes, everything. Well stays the same and the companies that call me and say hey you know pause it i already know it comes down to their systems i already know it comes down to their systems they're not getting the return that they expected that's why this isn't for everybody 
You know, I turn down a lot of business because I ask them, I say, what is your average ticket on a maintenance call? What is your maintenance turnover rate? What are your closing rates on estimates? What do you, and, and, and if their numbers are just too low, it's not, there's no alignment there. There's no reason in me packing their board. They need to go back and, and either increase their price, book, increase their average ticket, figure out a turnover process, because I'm a strong believer in the turnover process. I, I'm a strong believer in it. The numbers speak for themselves. It's not market specific. I have people in Indianapolis. I have people in Michigan. I have people in New Jersey. I have people in Delaware. I have people in Florida, Georgia, Texas, Arizona, California, Vegas. So it's not market specific. So throw that out the window. I hear that all the time. It comes down to you and your culture and your processes. All right. No, you have on your team that are bucking against the process. That's what it is. Well, I think the, the coolest thing that G Brothers did, right? And I, I remember when I first partnered with them and they said, okay, Vic, we're doing your process. And you know, they came to me, they're a little nervous, right? And they had their <laughs> they had a they had a morning meeting the next day, and they were gonna go in that morning meeting and say, You're fucking signing this paper that says you are going to do this this way. And if you don't sign this paper, you don't work here. And if you don't adhere to what this paper says and follow it, you do not work here. And it takes a lot, like big old huevos to be able to go say that, right? You guys have some big old balls to be like, oh, shit, I might lose some employees today, right? Because there's an old school mentality. Right. right. They went in and they, they did it. And guess what? They lost two people. Do you think that that company lost anything or they gained? Oh, total gain. Total gain because those two people were never – those are going to hold back the business. Those two guys were going to talk shit on the process. Those guys were not right. going to follow the process. They were going to burn your fucking calls. So I, I have a – you know, obviously, we have a lot of business coaching classes – and I'm like, dude, that you. There's some people you just have to get them off your fucking ship. Just get them off. They're they're kicked off the ship. They're walking the plank. They're gonna go eaten by sharks. I don't care. And the second that I started offing people that don't belong, don't fit the culture, and, and if if I don't care, I, I have fired a four million dollar year salesman because he didn't fit my culture. He right. decided he wanted to do it his way, and his way is not the best way for the entire group, right? So if you guys have a right. business right now, and you gotta, you gotta, you got that one guy. Everybody has that one guy, and you probably have it at your business, Tevin. Everybody has that one guy. Even as the business owner, you don't even want to be around the fucking dude, right? Like I don't know what I hired him, but you know he's he does his job, but I, I can't fucking stand that guy, right? Fire, that. take that motherfucker out back, shoot him in the head. It's time, it's time to go. I'm, I'm done with that dude. I used to have people that would hold me hostage and I would just keep them just because like, I, I'm not going to fire an employee just because how, no, dude, if I don't feel comfortable around you, you're not part of the culture. You're not just go, we're, you know, we'll figure it out. And everybody's so scared to let people go. How am I going to replace them? How am I? dude, someone always comes right up and they're going to, a better person always comes along. I found that in the last three years, I keep getting better and better and better people. The more fat that I cut, the more stuff that I, that I thought I couldn't cut the people that I was like, I, I can't let these guys go. Second, yeah. I let him go. I'm like, my demeanor oh, problem. Do my fucking demeanor change? I was happy to come to work again. And all of a sudden, then I realized everybody else is like, yeah, I couldn't stand him either. And they're like, oh shit. Like, I wish I would have done this sooner, you know? Yeah. And the biggest thing, you know, you could find talent if you don't have a call volume problem. As soon as comp as soon as technicians start realizing that you don't have a, a shoulder season and you're busy year round, you're gonna have a line out the door with people that are willing to learn your systems and buy into the process. But if you let these bulls run the show, I've seen it. If you let these bulls run the show, you are not going to grow. And I don't, I don't want to rhyme or anything. I'm not a rhymer, but it's just a fact. You ain't a rhymer. You a pimp. Get that. rid of them. And the best part is, with the turnover process, you could take a green technician fresh out of school and teach them how to do the maintenance turnovers. 
And he's going to be more willing to learn these new systems and these new processes because he wants to become one of those high earners that he's surrounded by that are showing up to the job site and getting the deal closed. I mean, the proof's in the pudding. It's a direct reflect. Your paycheck's a direct reflection of the process that you follow. And, and, and I, I tell my guys, and I had a meeting this morning with my guys. I said, hey, look, it. I don't have to ask who's doing the process. I don't have to go to the call by call manager. All I have to do is grab a spreadsheet, see where your numbers are. And I will tell you right now if you're following the process or not. And you should see that the, the people that weren't following, you can see their face. And I said, I look at the chart. I'm like, you're not doing, you're skipping something. He's like, yeah, I kind of been slacking off. And I'm like, yeah, I know the numbers don't lie. You follow the process, you make money. You skip steps, you don't make any money. So 100%. Uh, yes. Like I, I literally just got a text saying, hey, a customer for Absolute wants his furnace checked. Can they do that too? Absolutely. Book the call, right? And that's the thing is, you know, you have some companies and no company's right or wrong. This is all how you want to do it. But you have some companies that it doesn't matter what time of year they're running furnace and AC at the same time. They want to check the air handler while they're there checking the furnace because they can have a dirty blower motor, even though it's cold outside and you can't check the condenser because the lines are frozen. You can't hook up your gauges. You can still go in, pull the blower motor out and show them all the growth and, 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 and set it up for later to replace the AC system. Right. Yeah. And, and when I look at your company, Victor, you don't go to a house unless you check both. Yeah. And where are we checking it all? You look at Mike and Stacy Four; they go to a house and and they have to check both. Otherwise, they don't feel like they're providing their customer a full a full service, even yeah. if it's outside. And you know, when I see things like this, I get why my team is asking me if you're going to run a furnace because you're in Cali. But absolutely, we run it unless there's a restriction. We have some accounts that have restrictions. You don't have a restriction, and no. I want to preach to everyone: be open to this. You are not screwing your customers by not being able to ch check the condenser because it's 30 degrees outside. You're actually providing them, in my opinion, in the opinion of a lot of CEOs that run companies, you're providing them a more full and thorough service because now you're exposing them to things that they didn't know about. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's, it's one of those things I always tell guys, your job is, you know, the, that, that system is like an onion, right? You got to peel back the layers to figure out what's going on with it anyways, because everything works together, right? You know, I know talk, I talk to Lewis a lot and Lewis is big on airflow, right? Static yeah. pressure. And I agree with it. Like static pressure is a big deal, right? Okay. Well, now we have to get them to understand how the static pressure correlates with everything else going on. I got a capacitor that's going bad, but because the reason that capacitor is going bad in my five-year-old system is because the static pressure has been messed up since day one. So now that system that's five years old really has been running like a 10-year-old system. It's had to run double the amount of time. So I right. teach my guys how to educate them and bring the entire system together so that it's hard for them to skip those steps because like they're going to talk about the furnace. They might as well go open up the furnace and check the blower motor, put a, you know, put a camera up in the coil. All this yeah. stuff I want them to educate them on and take their time because it it it's all brings the whole picture together. So like I have a firm yeah. belief that a furnace comes with an air conditioner and an air conditioner and a furnace come with new ducting. So it all comes together. Yeah. Like this, this is how we buy shit here. We buy twenty thousand dollar packages, thirty thousand dollar packages. We don't buy a five thousand dollar heater, then a ten thousand dollar air conditioner, then a six thousand whatever you know, whatever the number is. I don't want to buy it all at cart. Like we got to buy it all at the same time because it's important that we do it all the correct way right now. And the way you're able to do that is by bringing them in and understand, getting them to understand that all works together, you know? And I tell people all the time in my class, I'm like, customers think that they don't use their heater as much as their air conditioner when it's the opposite. They use their heater year round. They only use your air conditioner seasonally because that blower motor is what's moving everything anyway. So why aren't we talking about that blower motor? Why aren't we talking about the static pressure? Why aren't we talking about the coil year round, right? I don't know.
I don't know, man. I think you're on the money with that. So, yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, we want to bring on more HVAC companies. We are HVAC exclusive right now. We are going to go vertical eventually. But, uh, you know, HVAC is my specialty. Uh, and that's what I'm focusing on right now. So if you're an HVAC owner and you're not engaging your base and you plan on getting acquired, I recommend you, you, you go ahead and click pause on getting acquired. Reach out to me. Let me in, engage your existing customer base get you 20, 30% more active customers, and then go entertain some hedge funds. I promise you, you're going to get way more money. 100%. So, so one of the things I talked to Tevin about before we going on this, getting on the podcast is, okay, well, we got to get people to understand what you do. And what you do is unique to the industry. There's a lot of people that say we do outbounding, but they're not very successful. Uh, and you end up just wasting your time and wasting your money, right? So I believe that what Tevin's doing is is not only is the top and top of the market, like there's no one else that's competing with him that's on his same level, but I think that the service he's providing is next level. So that's, you know, if you guys know me, I don't bring anything to the table or bring anybody or put anybody in a spotlight that I don't believe in or 100% believe in myself. Um, so that's why obviously I had, obviously I vetted Tevin. Tevin is now part of, you know, part of all my businesses nationwide because it, I know the impact it has on the business. But one of the things I want to talk to Tevin about is like, hey, look, if I'm going to bring you on the show, and we're going to make a, you know, we're going to introduce you to all these people. We got to have some kind of offer. Um, and Tevin, I don't know about you, but maybe, maybe I'm, I'm shooting myself, but anybody that's listening to this and wants to get onboarded this week, uh, I think you said something about waiving their onboarding fee. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I, that's up to you, Tevin, but what kind of offer you guys want do you want to give to these guys uh, if they're interested in hiring you? Uh, so, you know, I like to under promise and over deliver. You know, that's my biggest thing right now, just due to the demand. Uh, I am asking for at least a week to onboard you. I'd like to get you onboarded in our typical 72 hours, but we ask for at least a week. We'll assign an account manager to your account. I'm big on department departmentalizing, you know, as we're onboarding, I, I need more account managers. So just work with us. We have account managers. Uh, and they're the best. I mean, the communication is amazing with them. But don't blow me up. If I don't get back to you right away, I will. I'm typically more accessible in the evenings. Reach out to your account manager. Once you're onboarded, we get straight to work and start booking you out. As soon as I get off of this call, and they might be watching right now, I literally have three accounts that I got to build out myself so we can start calling today on their account. You know, People are seeing all the results, and they're like, I want it too. I got the turnover processes. Let's go. So we are growing fast and I have over 60 employees based in the United States that do this. So we have the ability to scale. We're running about 50% capacity right now. So we have room for growth, but just work with us on the onboarding. It takes about a week. I am okay waiving the onboarding fee since you oh, already my said man. it. My we, man. You already said it. Normally I don't waive that, you know, but I'll go ahead and waive it. Now, if we waive the onboarding fee, you have to wait. A week. I mean, you have to wait a week. If you need it immediately, you got to pay the onboarding fee and I'll shuffle some things around. But if you need to go live immediately, you got to pay the onboarding fee. But if you're willing to wait a week to go live, then I'll waive the onboarding fee. So that's what we'll do. My man. So you guys heard we, it here. We guys... bill weekly. I don't want to give too much out, but we do bill weekly. One thing about me is I don't want to, at the end of the month, chase money. And Business owners, they, they, they would much rather pay weekly and have smaller bite-sized chunks than pay monthly. So we pay, we bill weekly. You have a review call with your account manager before we charge your card. If everything looks good, we go ahead and charge the card on file. 
So we're a very transparent company. Uh, I don't think I'm in a service company. I think I'm in a customer service. Uh, you know, that's that's that that's really what we're good at is customer service. You know, everything else just falls into place. But I, as long as each account feels like they're number one in our book, then we feel like we won. Oh, yeah, man. Well, like I said, I wanted to have you on. I think you have bring tremendous value, not only to my businesses, but also to the industry. And I think that, you know, obviously anybody that does hire you is going to be, you know, have very, very big benefit from having you on. Uh, but also circled back around, guys, if, if you guys don't have those processes in place, that's I'm the place to go. Uh, Hero Contractors Network, our job and my 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 obligation is teaching you guys processes are going to be able to help you convert these calls day after day, month after month, year after year to be able to scale your businesses and make you more money. Uh, so we obviously we help on this, the sale, the technical training side, the sales training side and also on the operations. So we kind of have everything wrapped up together and we do have some big, big stuff that's coming out very soon that we'll probably announce on a podcast in the next couple of weeks. Uh, but if you guys haven't signed up for the Service Hero app, go to serviceheroacademy.com. Uh, invest in your, in your employees. It's, it's a minimum of $245 a month. You're going to get access to hundreds and hundreds of videos uh, ranging from how to, you know, minor, minor repairs to how to sell repairs, how to, how to proper tune-up process, proper estimate process, overcoming objection. All those things are going to be in there. I just created today. I just recorded 10 new videos that we're going to drop. So go ahead and serviceheroacademy.com. Sign up for the Service Hero app. Uh, if you guys want to get in touch with Tevin, how, what would be the best way to get in touch with you, Tevin? Uh, the best way to get in touch with me is going to be by email. So email Tevin, T-E-V-I-N, at StellarServiceGroup.com, S-T-E-L-L-A-R, ServiceGroup.com, and uh, we'll get back to you immediately. Awesome. If Tevin doesn't get back to you, you guys can reach out to me. I'll get you the direct line. You know, I don't know if he likes the bat line or not, but if you guys have, you guys have yeah. trouble getting a hold of him, hit me up. I can take care of you, too. Tevin, it was a pleasure having you on. You're a fucking young stud. I cannot wait to see what you do with the little focus. Put them blinders on, big dog. You got something big here you got to focus on. Yeah, man. They're uh, on, brother. They're on, man. And it's good having mentors like yourself. So when I you know, get a little too uh, out of the uh, framework, you're like, bro, that, do that later, bro. That's that, that's not the focus right now. And I appreciate having advisors like that. Uh, and I don't pay I don't pay Victor anything. Like this is literally just him doing it because I provided a great service to Absolute, and he wants to spread the word. So, uh, you know, Victor's a great guy. I, I highly endorse Hero App. I have clients that he didn't even refer to me, and I've referred them over to Hero App, and they're getting great results. So, reach out to me. I'll waive the fee, but I promise. That is not going to last that long. So if you want to get on board, reach out and uh, we'll get you rolling. So what he's saying is you get to save 1500 bucks if you reach out sometime in the next week or two. After that, you got to pay the $1,500 is what he's trying to tell you. So love you, Tevin. Thanks for coming on. Love you guys, all the, all the listeners. Thank you guys to the people that have tuned in. If you guys uh, tuned in live, you guys can also re-listen to this on Spotify, Apple, and or you can check this out on YouTube. I uh, love you guys. We'll be in touch and I'll see you guys next week. Tevin, I'll talk to you soon, my man. Awesome, man. Talk to you later, brother. Thank later. you, everybody. Take Bye. it easy.